You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, read great science, and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. This is episode number 79, Statistician Stepping Up, Leadership Success Stories, and this is part one of it. When I first started in the industry, I had a discussion with my supervisor at that time, and he was explaining to me that statisticians are much more than just what he called table monkeys. And it took me quite some time to understand what really he meant by that and what a table monkey is, and that says much more to statistics and statisticians than just producing results out of data. There's, you know, there's so much in design and leadership in, in, uh, where statisticians can add a lot of value to the overall organization. And so after the, over the years, I learned more and more about that. And that is really also the um, story of today. Um, today we'll talk about um, uh, leadership and how statisticians can learn about it and how they can take action from it. And it's really, really awesome that two students from the leadership program, uh, from the Effective Statistician Leadership Program, share their stories about how they learned about leadership, how they took action, and how that helped them uh, drive additional value for their organization, and how they are actually quite excited about it. And um, you'll surely get a lot of excitement from these uh, interviews. And so hopefully that also gives you some motivation to step up and be a leader in your organization as well. So in terms of uh, leadership and driving change, we also have an upcoming uh, webinar. Um, if you listen to this shortly after the episode goes live, you can still go to theeffectivestatistician.com and look for the webinar on how to be better at innovation and drive change. It's for free, of course, and it takes place on September 30th at 4 p.m. time here in Central Europe, uh, 3 p.m. in London, 10 a.m. on the um, East Coast in the U.S. and 7 a.m. on the West Coast in the U.S. So just go there, register there. And um, for our last webinar, we had more than 300 people signing up. So that was really, really amazing. So... Um, check out um, this webinar. I'm sure it will be uh, also quite, quite, quite well helpful. Um, so now coming back to our podcast, this podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Just visit the PSI website at psiweb.org 
to learn more about all the upcoming PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Hi Ludi, it's great to have you on this call and uh, speak a bit, little bit about leadership development and specifically about our leadership uh, program from the Effective Statistician. Um, you're now nearly done completely with the program. Uh, what did you find most helpful up to now? Um, well, I found a lot of things helpful. So specifically two things stand out in my mind. Um, so one is... The program really helped me to demystify and break down what leadership is. So before starting this program, I've always, you know, sort of looked at certain individuals and thought, hey, this person is really, this person is a very effective leader. This person is someone that I look to when things are uncertain and we're kind of floundering, hesitating. So I, you know, there's just people that you know that stand out, whether it be, um, actual people in management positions or people that were just very calm and very experienced that you trust. So, but this program helped me to break it down into the reasons why. And um, specifically like the modules that we have, you know, like business acumen, trust, influence. And um, it allowed me to be able to recognize leadership skills in my day-to-day -day working life so that um I could, so instead of, you know, me thinking it's something that is, you either have or you don't, or it's something that um, you, that you can't, like some people are just kind of born with it. It helped me to understand like, okay, there's these very specific aspects and skills that you can work on. And, you know, that will overall contribute to being a more effective leader in all kinds of situations. So I think that's the first one. Oh, yeah. Can you give an example for, for one of these skills that you identified for yourself? Um, you so specifically for me, I think communication and then building trust is a big one. So I, I have been told that sometimes my communication could be more clear and concise. And I think that um, ultimately, you know, it contributes to being more effective and being um just kind of efficient as well, using fewer words to describe, you know, the same ideas. Um, and so, for example, I remember one aspect that Gary mentioned was the three things we could use to, when we have prepared speeches, to sort of influence and impact people is the, the, um, the logic, the ethics, and the emotional appeal. I think he calls logos, ethos, and pathos. And... Um, And I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's actually exactly why sometimes I walk away with this from certain talks and I feel inspired or I feel a call to action or I feel that, you know, I feel, I feel a certain way and it gets a reaction out of me. So that's one aspect that I will try to use more. And I have been trying to use more of the emotional appeal in some of my talks. So I don't have a lot of, you know, chances for doing that. But when I do try to sort of put a more personal spin on it so that, you know, people are more likely to just be more engaged and, and care more. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. The other one is um, building trust. Uh, I am also, that goes along with me becoming more purposeful as a result of this program. So meaning that 
before, if I was working on a project, I would simply see it as that an opportunity to work on a project with someone, and each interaction would be more focused, task focused, on、um, you know getting the right analysis and getting the right interpretation and getting it out to the right people. However, as a result of this, I started to be more purposeful with all of these interactions and realize this is a chance to build my network, and it's a chance to learn about what other people are doing. You know, so that you could be more, perhaps have increased your business acumen in the process. It's a chance to、um, learn about people's personal motivations and to care about them, so that you know it builds trust. And you know, certain kind of events are not just purely for fun; they are for they are for sort of building a network of people that I trust, people that trust me. So basically, you're having the same meetings before. Just kind of, you're not just focusing on the the task at hand, but you're also、uh, building a relationship, consciously engaging there, making time for that, so that you can later on leverage these kind of、um, trust building things. And、um, this trust building just overall makes things much more smoother. Yeah, I completely agree. And something else that I sort of took from this program is. That I can't. I, it's not very、um, effective to compartmentalize these, the practicing of these, the application of these skills. So, I think I tend to be of the mind of, you know,、uh, okay, I will schedule two hours every Friday to think about, you know, how to develop my leadership skills and what to do. But that's not. I don't think that's how it works. I think we have to incorporate these things into our daily lives. It just has to be part of the landscape, you know. So. When I the,、yeah. the skills that we learn, the tips that we learn, certainly we can, like Gary said, we can choose one and choose to focus on it for,、uh, you know, for、uh, six months or something. And then he said, if you just do that, then in you know even in a couple years, even in several years, you will have a lot of improvement. So I like that idea of you know、um, focusing on se- starting with several that we can make good headway with and feel improvement. And then over time, before you know it, you've built up a really good repertoire of leadership skills. But the main thing for me is to not think about it as something that I do at a separate, compartmentalized time. But it's changing my day-to-day、uh, activities. Yeah, and that's how we wanted to see program to run. That you know you have this learning in the、um, in the webinar and the podcast, and then through the assignments, you basically change your Day-to-day behavior, and I think that the nice feature about that is you can learn it directly in your day-to-day work, and it's not an additional burden in terms of time commitment to, you know, watch a lot of videos or things like that. But actually,、um, have some things that you can practice directly and、um, learn directly from the experience. So, in terms of that,、um, of these different assignments, is there anything that you remember where where you learned a lot from one of these assignments? Yeah, I think the a couple assignments that I learned the most from were the movie clips that were shown to a, that were assignments,、mm-hmm. and and we would have discussions about them. It made me realize that well, I started to pick out other examples 
as I'm watching different shows and, you know, they go across the spectrum genres, but that was very, especially say from, I think the movie Hoosiers and Hidden Figures. I think we took several from Hidden Figures. So that was, that was very helpful, uh, a way of a teaching tool that I really enjoyed. And um, it also allowed me to um, almost think about, almost, you know, think about leadership and act in similar ways to acting, because in a way, um, you know, you're trying to project a, a per, you're trying to be perceived a certain way. You're trying to project confidence. And so in a way, maybe in the beginning to me, because it's not so natural to me, it might feel a little bit like act, but then over time it should become more natural. Mm-hmm. Another um, sort of teaching tool that I enjoyed was the ones where we were asked to observe people in our working relationships. I think there was one that asked mm-hmm. about um, people that you work with who um, and how they handle different types of conflicts and how they handle uh, different types of communication. So it made me look around myself and see that there are bits and pieces that I can um, pick from everyone around me that if I were to incorporate would greatly increase my eff- effectiveness. Yeah. So, so basically you see, you could, can learn not only through uh, the video clips that we had, but also through the actual interactions that you have on a day-to-day basis. You see kind of how people are using leadership skills in a good way. You you now know what these leadership skills are, so you know what to look for. And through that, you have this, this experience. Okay, that was done well. Here, uh, there was a good connection both. Here, something wasn't done well. So, so um, you can see, you know, the direct impact of good and bad leadership behavior and, and good and bad implementation of leadership skills. So um, I think that's a, that's a really important takeaway. If you, if you know what to look for, mm-hmm. you have a much better chance of, of learning from it. And I think the short video clips that we are using is mostly they are kind of three to five minutes or something like that. It's um, it's really nice to see how in different movies like the hidden figures these leadership skills come through and how they show how important it is because through these skills then uh, these these women at NASA really have a big impact on 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 lots of the different uh, programs yeah agreed. yeah i was also going to add i i really i really did also enjoy the way gary framed gary and you framed everything which is you know this and he kept repeating it, the student student of leadership so i like that mm-hmm. concept because it means that the student means you the whole reason you're here is to grow is to get better and that anybody can choose to be a student of leadership if you put in the effort and so it makes it more of a continuous lifelong journey instead of like, okay, mm-hmm. um, do I, you know, have you got it? <laughs> it's not kind of like you go on a course, you get the exam and you're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a good thing is uh, through the program, you get all the foundational pieces and um, then you know how to learn for for it. What I really personally enjoyed is a lot the the masterminds. Yeah. What do you think about the 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 this mastermind concept where we get together as a small group and then uh, speak about the the learnings? I think it's great. I think that the benefit for me is 
being that this program is actually very is kind of a niche area because you know I've been to other talks about leadership, but they're often geared towards a very wide variety of personalities and roles and industries. But this program is very, I found it like, it was very specific, the, the challenges that we deal with, the strengths and weaknesses that we have seem to be very tailored, you know, for, for people like, mm-hmm. for, for people working in as statisticians in the healthcare industry. So I thought that, you know, like 98% of the examples that my fellow, um, my fellow students were in, I thought to myself, yeah, I, I deal with that too. Like, I'm glad you brought that up, you know? Um, so I really enjoy the masterminds because it's a safe place for us to explore and to sort of break down what happened, what would I do about it? Um, how is this leadership concept that we're focusing on this month? How does that really apply to us? And I enjoy like the back and forth because I think I like hearing about specific examples that are going on in people's lives. And, and Gary and you go into that as well as the other attendees. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that uh, as uh, a lot as well. So thanks thanks so much uh, for this short interview, Ludis. That was really, really helpful. And um, yeah, becoming a student of leadership is a, is a lifelong journey and it's awesome that you embarked on it and uh, that you already see success in your day-to-day uh, work and that it's really inspiring to uh yeah become a student of leadership for life so awesome so i hope you enjoyed the uh, interview with ludi which was quite nice to see how she learned how she took action and really got something out of uh, this program and uh, it's it's really I'm so glad that uh, people are taking action because knowledge is nothing without taking action. It's really converting knowledge into your day-in-day habits, into, you know, your mindset, into your actions that you're taking, into um, how you influence and others. That is where the value comes from. Just the knowledge doesn't drive any value. So as someone said... uh, Knowledge is not power, it's just potential power. And I'm really glad that Ludi took action and uh, got additional power here. And now I'm talking to Sam Gartner, who's actually a statistician working in animal health uh, for uh, one of the larger animal health companies. Hi, Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Alexander. Very good. And... We are near with nearly the completion of the uh, effective leadership, um, the effective statistician leadership program. And so it's great that we are talking a little bit about your experience with the program and how that helped you in your day to day job. So in terms of the program, if you think back, what did you find most helpful about the program? Well, I think the number one thing that was most helpful is that this the structure of the program has helped me to go through the aspects of leadership and evaluate them one step at a time. 
And that has really highlighted to me the areas where I think I'm doing well in the area of being a leader, but also the areas where I really need to work on and improve uh, as a as a leader. And so we have gone through um, a couple of different points uh, from basic leadership, understanding through communication, uh, trust and teamwork, um, networking, building relationships, um, lots of lots of different things. So, so if you think about a specific one of these, what would you think have you applied directly in your day-to-day job and, and which helped you there? Right. Well, you know, the, the five parts of the, the leadership model that you said, communication, trust and teamwork, business acumen, uh, having influence on decisions and then focus, probably the the number one area that I recognize that I need to work on is business acumen. And it's really about understanding the big picture um, and understanding sort of the reason behind why certain decisions get made within a company. And, and that has a lot to do with just the, the reality of the business environment that that I work in. It has a lot to do with the people. Sometimes it's just driven by personality. Sometimes it's driven by history. Um, there's been a long history of the way decisions have been made, and one decision tends to lead to another decision, which leads to another. And and so when you come into a, a situation where you haven't been involved with that history, or you don't know the people as well, or maybe you don't understand the business or the business environment that well, um, when you propose an idea, sometimes you get this look like, well, what are you talking about? Don't you, mm-hmm. don't you know what's going on? And, and uh, I, I encounter that a lot. I tend to be fairly, I guess I would say rational and logical, almost to a fault. I'm rational and logical. Uh, I think uh, I took a, an assessment once, a personality assessment, and it said I was terminally serious. I'm just... <laughs> You know, and I, and I come across that way. And when you come into a situation where you don't understand the bigger picture and you're just super serious, very serious, you can just be viewed as, um, I don't know, like who, who brought this robot into the room to cause problems. Uh, so I'm learning to be better about understanding uh, the, the real business environment that I work in. That was probably the number one thing. And, and I admit, too, that that's the hardest thing for me. Uh, right now. The other thing that has been really valuable here at the end of the course is this emphasis on having focus. And and I think that's really helping me to try to uh, organize my life and organize my time and organize my thinking about uh, what I do so that I can be more effective in my work and uh, be a better leader. Yeah, yeah, because in the end, um, to really grow and develop yourself, there's, I think, two things that need to happen. There's one thing, of course, kind of the practicing, uh, the newly learned skills um, in the day-to-day work. But then, of course, there's also time where you need to reflect on things, where you need to plan out things, where you need to maybe... Um, Reread a couple of things or maybe read new books. Um, so to hone in further on your skills. And I think that's, 
um, so that you can become a student of leadership for life. That's uh, that's the goal here. Right. And if you don't have focus, that will never happen. Yeah. 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 So in terms of uh, coming back to the business acumen, um, is there particular things that you learned through the program or where the program helped you to learn something about business acumen that helped you in your day-to-day job already? Yeah, there was a great exercise we did, which was um, mapping out my network, writing down all the people that I interact with and sort of ranking them and organizing them by uh, how, how strong is that relationship that I have? How well do I know them? Um, who are people that I may need to get to know better and understand better um, so that I can have a more direct connection with them? I thought that was really helpful. What I discovered is I have a really large network. Um, the area that I work in, I am the uh, one of the only statisticians that do what I do within the company. And I, uh, I get connected with a lot of different people. You know, So my, my network that I started mapping out had two pages of people, you know, single space written down mm-hmm. one at a time. And, and it almost got to be a bit overwhelming. So what I did is I was able to take that list and then narrow it down to, okay, these are the people that I have a pretty good relationship with the network that I have that those are, that's a strong part of my business network. But then who are the people where I probably ought to have a better connection with? How can I start working on making that happen? And in reality, the, the number one way that that happens is just by spending time with them and talking to them. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what I that's one of the things I've taken on is just to try to pick some of the people on that list and just spend some more time getting to know them, talking about work with them, but also just talking about life and understanding them better as a person. Yeah. Why was the letter so important for you? See, understanding what they're doing outside of work uh, as well. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're all people in work, right? Um, if we could just design a business that only had robots that did work, work would happen really smoothly and there would never be any problems. Unless the <laughs> robot broke down, right? Um, yeah, no conflicts at all. <laughs> right. No conflicts at all. Right. Um, the, but we're not, we're, we're people and people, bring themselves to work and they bring everything about them to work, whether it's their history, it's their uh, family, it's their, you know, their, their preferences and their personality. And so, um, you know, under, understanding uh, the people better is, is a really important part of being able to work with them well. And, and then ultimately be able to have influence with them. If, if you can't make a connection uh, sometimes it's just difficult to have influence uh, with people in your network. Yeah, yeah, because the connection you need to build trust, and you need trust to influence them, and so, so all these kind of different things link together. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, in terms of influencing, um, how has the program up to now already helped you to have more influence at work? Number one, I think um, this emphasis on focus has really helped me just to pick the the most important things that I should work on. There, mm-hmm. I have more things I could do than I could possibly ever do in my work. 
we have more problems to solve than I could ever work on to, to help improve our business and the way we do things. So prioritizing those and picking the things that are most important. And then also networking that uh, with my leadership, you know, my administrative leadership in the company, just to say, do you think this is the most important thing and getting a yes or a no and getting their priorities and making sure those are aligned and then, then just work on those. So instead of the, the 20 things that I could work on and not get any of them done this year, let's pick two or three and let's see if I can get those done this year. And then next year I'll pick two or three more and see if I can get those done next year. I think that the other aspect of that is applying that same model to the, to uh, the people that I work with. So if either if I'm on a project team and we're working on solving a problem, let's make sure that the scope of the problem is manageable um, and, and that we have the right focus. And then the, and, and also um, again, making sure that the goals or whatever the project we have are supported by the overall leadership of the company and that they're aligned with the bigger business picture. Mm. Yeah. So basically you first need to lead yourself uh, in terms of having the right focus, having clear goals, um, knowing where you are strong and where you maybe have areas for an improvement and then uh, select the right projects for you. Um, and then the other influencing is then the influencing others. And uh, here in this case, your supervisor to um, make sure that he is aligned with you in terms of uh, what are your priorities and what are the things that you're not working on. So um, being able to influence your supervisor is actually one of the keys to success in, in work, I would say. Right. Yeah. I'll add another thing that I, I recognized about myself going through the class was when we talked about trust and teamwork and we were, you know, had to map out uh, our trust network, you know, and, and who do we have trust with? I recognize that one of my issues that I have to deal with is that I have a hard time trusting leaders. Mm -hmm. And I think I remember I shared that in one of our uh, mastermind groups yeah. and, uh, and there was a pause, there was a silence, like, what, what do you, what do you mean? And, and, and I, uh, and I was trying to be a little bit vulnerable and a little bit honest there. And I just, that's been my history in my work is I just have not had a strong trust in the leaders that, that I've had to needed to follow the leaders that I've needed to follow in my work. And I think part of that is not good about me, right? And that's something I need to work on and change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that's good. That's kind of the area where where the masterminds are so helpful because we can talk about all these kind of different things. And um, it's great that you step stepped up and um, showed that vulner vulnerability because I think. You profited a lot from that, and the, the overall uh, mastermind group um, learned. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a bit connected to you know when I talked about business acumen, and that's probably one area I need to grow. Maybe I don't have as much business acumen is because I don't trust the leaders that I should be listening to and learning from. All the different things are connected. Yeah, yes, that's 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 very right, very very correct. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, in terms of um, the next. Steps beyond this program. What are you doing? What will you do differently in the future in terms of um, keeping learning more about leadership skills? Well, I think, you know, 
reading um, books and articles and stories of people who um, are effective leaders and reading about different approaches to leadership is a great thing to do. And, and I think you can find a lot of different types of uh, resources that do that. A lot of people, there are a lot of different philosophies about mm-hmm. leadership, yep. right? Um, this, this training class, the effective statistician is provo- promoting and pushing, you know, one model and view of leadership. And I think it's a reasonable one, but there are other ones that might be equally reasonable um, and equally good. And so um, understanding those and trying to pick the parts of them that seem to be good and that will help me grow is, is important. I think, um, you know, the, the being content where I am for now is an important thing too. Don't try to look for the next new thing, but just try to stay where I am and be influential where I am is, is also something I want to work on. My, if you looked at my uh, job uh, history, it kind of looks like I can't keep a job because I've just moved around from job to job over my career. And that in part, many ways, just because I tend to have a lot of curiosity mm-hmm. and I like to learn things. And I like to experience new things. And so I've just moved from role to role. But what I've seen, the downside of that is that I have not necessarily stayed long enough in any one place to build up um the things that I need to have more influence. And so I want to stay where I'm at. I want to work on being a better leader where I am. Um, And then maybe other opportunities will come for other types of leadership. I think leadership too, what we learned and we talked about classes, leadership isn't necessarily management. Yeah. I don't know how good of a manager I actually am. I only have one person that reports to me right now and I've only had a few people in my career report to me. So maybe we should ask them how good of a good of a manager I am. <laughs> but um but what I'm trying to do is um find ways to be a leader where I can have influence on the business. And so um but I do think um staying put and staying where I am and trying to grow where I am rather than looking for something different and new right now is probably an important thing for me. And that's more of an internal issue I have to deal with um being content where I am. But that is actually a great decision from your end, so that you uh, decided for yourself uh, to not just go for the next shiny object, but to um, stay in the place to really maximize your influence there. And with that overall, have more impact on the overall business, generate more value uh, for the company as well as for the clients. That's actually a quite great achievement i i need to say awesome and one thing i've had the opportunity lately to do is to be also involved with some um, industry groups external industry groups and i think there's an opportunity for me to be a leader in those groups whether it's through a professional society or um, through um a regulatory agency or one of the pharmacopoeias um that that um Being involved as a volunteer in those groups is also a way for me to be a leader and be a benefit, not just to my company, but to the pharmaceutical industry overall. Yeah. And of course, that will be an awesome opportunity to expand on your business acumen, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, Sam, uh, so much for this uh, small interview. And 
uh, keep on doing it. It's it's uh, it's really an awesome development. Yeah, well, thanks, Alexander. I I appreciate you uh, wanting to talk to me about this, and I also appreciate uh, you and and Gary really taking the. Um, the initiative and having this idea of putting out a, a, de- a leadership development class for statisticians. I think it's a bit unique. Um, I, I don't really know if I see that in other, other industries. I've not heard of that where, you know, you have a leadership development program for chemists or leadership development program for engineers. And this is, uh, I think, a unique thing. Um, and I hope it's something that continues to uh, grow and be valuable to uh statisticians in the pharmaceutical industry. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Just saying thank you. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. So now you have listened to two examples of how statisticians took action and converted their knowledge into power by learning more about leadership, increasing their knowledge, but also really taking action. And that's so, so inspiring. I feel it's so inspiring uh, to see these example cases and listen to also their excitement and how that changed their job, but also how it has an impact on their teams, on all the other people they are working with. So if you want to find out more about this program that they participated in as well as the show notes and the upcoming webinar go to theeffectivestatistician.com and there you'll find all the additional materials um, that you need there's actually also a section on um, how to speak with your supervisor if you're interested in joining the uh, leadership program which the registration is starting end of September and will be restricted up to end of October. So uh, you can already sign up in there to get you know notified really really fast. And if you're listening to this um, during October, then you can uh, sign up there. We have only limited spaces, so it will be pretty interesting to see how how quick they fill up. This show was, as usual, created in association with PSI and I'm really, really glad that we have another person in the background helping now. So thanks for Rain, who is um, our assistant and helping in the background. Thanks for listening. And as always, reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.